Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Wait for it. Wait for it. No, no. Oh, Disney has softened his icy cold heart. He's not going to make fun of me today. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and HowardMagazine.com. And I am here with one of my two co-hosts, uh, the one who wasn't here last week, Mr. Ryan Bailey. Theo Messi is not with us. But Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Uh, I'm very well, thank you, Brookie. Thank you for asking. I've just come in from my dressing down from the HR department for having a go at you for the intro, so that's why I'm keeping nice and quiet <laughs> now. It's going to be all PC It hurts my me. feelings, Ryan. Yeah, I, it hurts my feelings. Well, talk about her feelings, Brooksy. Before you ask me what I'm wearing today, I'm wearing a shirt covered in tear stains because <laughs> I've just been listening, re-listening to the intro from last week in which you <laughs> and Theo were ragging on me pretty darn hard for my old man tweets. Oh, we didn't think you'd listen to that. You didn't? You didn't think I'd listen <laughs> no. to my own podcast? We didn't think you'd figure out how to listen to it. We thought you could record it, but not figure out how to listen to it. I did so. have to ask a, a millennial uh, how, to, how to download <laughs> it. Yeah, I did. But I, in my defense, you was like, oh, how, can, how comes he can't figure out how to print a PDF when he's in a hotel? Even a crappy hotel has one. I wasn't in a hotel. I was in like a swamp in Florida, okay? And I don't know what businesses will do that for me. I did, it, rather than like ring up a business like what an old person was do, I did like the young person thing and ask people socially. I thought I'd get credit for that. Obviously not. Obviously well, not. I'm s- I'm sorry, Ryan. We didn't think that you would stay in a swamp. We thought you'd actually stay, had the class to stay in an actual real hotel. All of Florida's a damn swamp. Whole thing. In a swamp. No offense to our Florida listeners. Like a human alligator. (laughs) Oh, Ryan. So how was Disney? Did you enjoy it? Did you go on uh, the teacups and the... Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I I did go on those things. Uh, the teacups uh, were terrifying for my two-year-old daughter. Uh, it was about <laughs> as extreme as it got at Disney World, apart from the queuing. I, I went um, spring break, and I advised no one ever to ever stick Great move. in yeah. those gates during Very spring break. Very smart decision. It was a shit show. <laughs> I mean, the kids love it, but come on. Oh, oh. I, if I didn't, never had to go back there again, I'd be delighted. <laughs> delighted. Well, I have some bad news. Oh, no, we're we recording back. there next week. Yes. I did we're, a, we're I did sending a thing, you um, back. I went to the ESPN Wide World of Sports last year to do uh, Bayern Leverkusen were playing there. That was fun. There wasn't any cues. There wasn't anybody trying to shove $12 churros down my face. That was that was nice. <laughs> this uh th- this week was uh it, w- it was tough. It was a real real test of my fortitude. But I got through it. I'm here. I'm tear stained, but yeah. I'm here, Brooksy. You've survived Disney World. A first world <laughs> problem if there ever was one. Congratulations. <sighs> yeah. How are you doing? What are you wearing? Tell me about you. Uh, I'm doing well. I, I'm kind of uh, dressed down. Uh, no, no special garments this week. No top and tails uh, today. No, I'm I'm kind of in mourning. All this all this late round Champions League action has me feeling uh, upset that Chelsea aren't aren't partaking in in all this uh, in all this fun, oh. these comebacks and these you know wonderful things. I'm so, uh, Brooks, so I'm so sorry for you that your reigning Premier League <laughs> champion team aren't involved in the Champions League this season. Oh, my heart it's bleeds. Difficult. It's it's very difficult. Meanwhile, it's... my team is probably going to get relegated from League One. But hey, you've got problems because <laughs> you can't watch a team in the semi-finals it's... of the Champions League. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's the Disney World misery of football <laughs> fandom. I feel like we're uh, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah, we're so alike. We we really are. Uh, and in that regard, uh, what, what did kind of uh, perk up my mood is that I saw, uh, I, I opened up the <laughs> the Taga app for the first time in a while. Oh, boy. Sweet, sweet fantasy, Brooksy. Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> and I did pretty well in Game Week 33. Uh, 39th overall, top of our little group. 99.25 points. Ryan, 138th overall. 67.25 points. Okay. Bobo behind him. And Theo Messi existing, but with zero points. Uh, Lacazette apparently not getting the job done. Uh, but number one overall for the week. Is it Brock? Gunnar... No, Gunnar Lukaku, uh, 130.75 points Gunnar for... Lukaku. Just running well, that one through. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure uh, how that... The meaning of all that. Did but, he get uh, that before he went to United as sort of a hopeful name? Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I'm thinking it's spelled Lou, L-O-U, so maybe a, a gooner named Lou uh, who decided to go with that. Uh, hmm, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I need to try uh, harder ma- at Togga, but I, can can I just uh, pivot slightly to to my own normal FPL Fantasy League team? I'm in a, I think I've mentioned before, I'm in a Bleacher Report League, and uh, I am in line in the next few weeks to win a prize of no less than £200. There is one person above me. <laughs> there is one person above me, Brooksy. It is yes. the Premier League player, the unnamed Premier League player in our league. And I'm going to take him down. Even if I don't take him down, can I, do you think if he wins, I could just say, come on, you earn so much more money than me. Let it go. Let me. I, I am shocked that he's interested, in, interested enough in 200 pounds that he would actually try and, and, and part, <laughs> participate this deep into the season. He's not exactly he doesn't have Theo Lacazetting it. He's doing quite well. Wow. That's impressive that he's even uh, trying at this point. Well, this is a man who's um, he's obviously joined the Bleach Report League. I think he's got eyes on being involved in the media when he hangs up his, okay. uh, his book. But his identity is a secret. You can't, you can't say who it is. I can't really say who it is, but it's a, he's, it's a big play. Everyone knows who he is. He plays every week. He's a secret footballer in, a, in uh, certain parlance. Yeah, it's a sexy secret. Yeah. I like having a sexy Ooh. secret. Don't you? Ooh. Uh, don't answer that. Yes, but this doesn't seem so sexy, so <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Well, you haven't seen him. Uh, that's fair. We that's, have. that's very fair. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> if you say so. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, dirty tackles of the week. Ryan, uh, you've been saving up. You haven't been able to dirty tackle anyone this, this last week. At least I don't think so in Disney World. Um, that could have gotten you in some serious trouble if you were dirty tackling people at Disney World. So... Who is your big dirty tackle uh, this week? Brooks, they say you should never meet your heroes. It's only let you down. But they don't ever say you should never dirty tackle your heroes. Therefore, <laughs> Liam Gallagher. I'm going for you, Liam. I'm going for you this week. I should have known that you'd work a Gallagher Brothers reference into your, your big comeback here this week. Well, I've got I sh- I have Dis- Disney and Gallagher in. That's, that's what I was getting lampooned yeah. for last week. So there we go. There we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm staying true to form. Uh, the reason which you might have seen was before uh, Manchester City's second leg uh, match in the Champions League with Liverpool. Uh, he tweeted, no Sergio, no Vincent company. Fuck right off, Pep, as you were, LG, kiss. <laughs> Because he always signs off with a kiss because he's a lovely, lovely fella, is Liam Gallagher. Um, I love the plug for his album title on there, too, yeah. the, the As You Were. I lo- you gotta he's got to work that in. You've got to have yeah. a catchphrase. You've got to have a catchphrase in this business. Um, so, I mean, he obviously entitled to his opinion as a fan, but 
what gets me is the assumption that Liam Gallagher knows better than like the best paid manager in the world as to how he has set up that team. Liam Gallagher, I mean, who I I don't, I don't I'm not I'm guessing you know he's on tour, he's a busy man, takes a lot of various <laughs> things. I'm guessing he doesn't watch every single ninety minutes. I'm guessing he's not on the training ground every day knowing who he should start in that team. I'm guessing <laughs> Pep might have a better idea of how to set up. Well, maybe he didn't because he didn't. Win. And yet the results might say yeah. otherwise, Orion. Yeah. Given the last uh, week that Pep has had, I think Liam might be a better manager. <laughs> maybe so. Well, that's, maybe that's the next step. How do you follow up with Pep Guardiola? You get the god of Man City and you get Liam Gallagher in. <laughs> They've already got the banners. They've got the banners already. They're saving money. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, one of the my favorite things about this tweet, the first reply on it is from Paul Arthurs, who is better known as Bonehead, who was the guitarist in Oasis. He just says, calm down, Doris. <laughs> okay that's my favorite response calm down doris doris is kind of like i think in the uk it's like you know you'd say like come on karen like a kind of like a, a a slight put down but so wait let me get this straight are, are you uh disagreeing with liam's assessment here or just the fact that he would uh doubt the all-knowing pep I am disagreeing. I mean, I think, you know, Sergio Aguero's had his, he's not 100% fit. I think you see that. Vanson Company has not been 100% fit since about 2012. So uh, <laughs> I think I, 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 I'm not 100% convinced that Pep went about it the right way in either leg. But I don't know. I just felt like Liam's like, pipe down. I don't think you know much about what you're talking about here. And I don't, I'm speaking as a person who rarely knows what he's talking about. I, I can, I can <laughs> tell another bullshitter. And I think he's, I think he's one there. Um, Brooksy, though. Seeing as we are a man down, can I have an extra DT? Uh, to be fair, I did take on your dirty tackle last week. I I, I used it to double dirty tackle last yep. week. So I, I will award Theo's to you this week. I think Thank you fair. so much. Uh, dirty tackle number two. You might find this a more a stronger case for a tackle, a harder tackle going in on Conmebol president Alejandro Dominguez. Do you know why? Uh, I do not, but being a Conway Ball president, I can assume any number of uh, illegal activities are at play here. Racist. Okay. Well, I'll carry on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just no, going I'm, by the, the Conway Ball presidency has a very proud tradition of grift. I'm just graft. ripping you. They're a, they're a grifting continent. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, 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 it's, it's not the uh, the most upstanding of uh, areas of soccer. Uh, and the one reason, and this kind of plays into that, because uh, uh, Alejandro Dominguez, president of Conmebol, has requested, formally requested to FIFA that the 2022 World Cup be expanded to 48 teams. Uh, current, uh, currently, it was only planning to go in in 2026. They want it brought forward four years, 48 teams. Basically... It's a money grab, isn't it? It's Comnabol, you know, they've got, they got their 10 teams or whatever. They're going to have extra spaces in this World Cup. They just want, you know, it just feels very, very cynical to me. And I don't feel like any real soccer fan feels like an expanded World Cup would be a good thing. For one, it's going to make Comnabol qualifying even shitter because basically you tell like Argentina can be awful and yeah. still scrape in. Everyone's in. Everyone's going to yeah. be in now basically. It's only going to be the real dog shit that doesn't get in. And it's going to be the same across Europe. It's going to feel, you know, the qualifiers are going to be a bit even even worse and the start of the World Cup itself is going to feel a bit like qualifiers. You're going to right. have to wait ages for the big titans to face each other. And I just think, you know, Mr. Dominguez trying to hurry this process up of ruining the game 
Not a big fan. He gets my dirty tackle. I think he gets a bigger dirty tackle than Liam this week for me. Well, I do have a conspiracy theory here. Go on. Uh, This isn't originally my theory. It has been shared by others uh, before this recording, so I won't take full credit. Oh, we did land on the moon and Paul McCartney's still alive, but go on. Uh, okay, we can end the show there then. Uh, you just took all the words out of my mouth. Uh, no, so, uh, so I don't think this is originally Alejandro Dominguez's uh, theory, uh, idea. He's a stooge. I, I, th- I think he's a stooge. I think this is a misdirect. I think there are bigger forces at play that want <gasps> this to happen, and they've just had him present it uh, to kind of throw people off the scent. I think... Um, Given uh, the grumblings about the Qatar World Cup, uh, the host nation being as uh, controversial and um, uh, controversial as it is, just to put it lightly, uh, I feel like there's a lot of nations who have threatened to pull out. And so if what? they expand, pull out of the World Cup. Who's, who's so, that? Uh, well, at least diplomatically, <laughs> a, number, a number have. Uh, England. Okay. Some politicians have said they they might not send uh, anyone beyond the players. Empty and, and threat. Empty sure. threat. Sure, but if if political pressure rises and they do start to pull out actual teams from this World Cup, uh, if you expand it to be bigger and you have more teams involved, then that absence won't be felt as much. It's well, does- it's kind of a, a preemptive uh, move to make up for potential losses. As we get closer to the World Cup, is this does like, that make any um, sense or no? I kind of get that, and I kind of I can see where you're coming from. If you said that more teams legitimizes the regime a bit more and legitimizes the decision to have it in Qatar as well, yeah, that it's is like well. um, yeah. when you're illegal streaming, everyone else is doing it. There's more of us, doing <laughs> exactly. It, so it's fine. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's there's not legal 48 anymore. teams. It's the biggest World Cup yet. Of course, it's <laughs> legitimate. Biggest <laughs> equals best. We gotta be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Texas theory. The Texas Biggest theory equals best. Yeah. Mm, the Texas toast theory. Love some Texas toast. Yeah, so I think there's some shenanigans going on there with that with that whole move. Okay. You might be right. Either way, I do not like it. I want it stopped. Stop it. Gianni, stop it. I mean, stop it now. I have said before, I think a bigger World Cup in the long run might not be bad because uh, the quality of, of teams, uh, you know, smaller teams, is, is rising as it has throughout the history of the game you know the world cup has grown throughout its history so i feel like that's only natural for that to continue over the long term but i think yeah in 2022 i don't think there will be 48 good teams to support a all-around great world cup um i think by 20 in the 2030s and the 2040s the world cup is going to be every country in the world there's going to be like 100 195 countries however many countries there are yeah every country is going to be in it what that would be subscribe to the to the Sepp Blatter theory that in the long term, we'll be playing World Cups on uh, other planets. The aliens will be involved. It'll be an uh, intergalactic affair. Welcome to the Donald Trump Stadium on Mars. You're here for uh, <laughs> San Marino versus Tuvalu, the big quarterfinal. <laughs> in the 16th round of 78 rounds. All I'm saying is watch out for Pluto. They've been disrespected for far too long, and they won't stand for it. It's too soon, too soon after Disney World to bring up that. Sorry. Too soon. <laughs> You're having flashbacks. Yeah. All right. Moving on to my dirty tackle of the week. I am going hard, hard on Michael Oliver, referee for the Juventus-Real Madrid match. Uh, speaking of controversy, there's a bit of controversy at the end of that one. Now, I will say, I agree with his decision to send off, uh, to award the penalty 
I believe Benatia f- committed a foul. Uh, Real Madrid deserved the penalty. But where I take issue with Michael Oliver is with the sending off of Gigi Buffon. Okay, why? So he has uh, Oliver has set up this this incredible situation, a last minute penalty to decide the tie. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, Ronaldo against Buffon, one-on-one, this epic showdown of Ballon d'Or finalists, the winner against the, the man he beat out to the award uh, in the last ceremony. It's going to be, this is this is history in the making. This is, uh, you know, a, a, a cinematic finish. This is, it doesn't get bigger than this, uh, you know, unless it was in a final. So uh, Buffon is understandably upset about this this penalty, and he admittedly does some things he shouldn't have. He got up in the ref's face. He bumped up against him. He probably said some awful things about him. But I don't know if that warranted a sending off for him in that situation. You've already awarded a penalty, uh, a, a last-second penalty that's going to decide this thing, to then send off the goalkeeper for the for the team that is defending against this penalty. That feels like a double whammy. That feels like a very, very harsh, harsh punishment. Um, given the circumstance, and I just don't agree with that. I think it was just a tough decision and just an awful decision from an entertainment standpoint, and Michael Oliver is uh, uh, a criminal against fun. Brooks, are you Fox like News it. because I 100% disagree <laughs> with you right now? What? Are you serious? Yeah. You think Buffon got deserved to be sent off there? I think Buffon deserved to be sent off. I think that you got to admit there's a lot of love for Buffon around the world, deservedly so. I think it's tainting yeah. your impression of this incident. I think that you got to admit that he was in the wrong. Referees cannot be treated like that. They I, need to I, I be won't, treated I won't condone what he did. I, I, I won't condone what he did. Yeah. But I do and think he, it was harsh to send him off for, for what he did. It's harsh, but it was fair because it was, you know, he, he, did, he played by the rules. He, he was you know, shoving and getting in his face. We don't know what he said. I think you You're not give even him allowed a to swear leeway. at a referee. You're not even allowed to swear at him. So, yeah. You know, you I, I just feel like that's a that. tough situation to go strictly by the book. And then after... You think he should have shown more nuance. Okay, so let's let's say this, Brooks. He shows a bit of nuance here and says, okay, I can see this is a very emotional uh, situation here. I'm going to let Buffon stay on here and watch Cristiano Ronaldo disperse one of the best penalties you're ever going to see, which no goalkeeper in the world is going to get to. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. But I, I don't know if that's true, though, because if Buffon is in net, maybe that gets in Ronaldo's head a little bit. As great as Ronaldo is... Maybe going against the you know a top class goalkeeper instead of uh, goofball Chesney, uh, maybe maybe that gets in his head a little bit. Maybe think, he doesn't have that a, pinpoint accuracy on that shot. I think he had a better chance against Buffon because Chesney, when he's walking on, oh I don't know about that. He's walking on there, you know, the cigarette smoke smells coming off him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's making Ronaldo choke. I, I think I, I I just don't think this. I think the red card is pretty irrelevant because I don't think it would have any impact at all on the result. I don't believe Ronaldo's penalty would have I, gone anywhere I different. Ag- I think we've got too much reverence for Gigi Buffon in this situation. He was wrong. He needs to admit it. And I think he was completely classless with the things he said afterwards as well. Oh, he, that made me love him even more. To what, say the referee had a trash can for a heart afterwards, yeah. that was incredible. That's not classy, that is, Brooks. Uh, that is a quote for the ages. That will go down as one of the great quotes in football history. Uh, allow it me will. to read this thing from Reddit, therefore it's true. Uh, <laughs> Buffon after Juve's controversial win over Roma in 2014. The quote says, winners find a way, losers and the mediocre find excuses. 
Mmm, trash can heart equals excuse. No, that's not an excuse. He was, it was an insult. I don't know if it was an excuse. <laughs> but that is just a great, great quote. I, I love that. I love that. Either one. way, I'm on board with Michael Oliver here. He he deserved to be refereeing this game. Although, actually, he's only just in January been added to the elite referees list. But he earned his spot there. And I think I no, think he's, he's not elite. Situ- I think he refereed the situation well. If I, th- I think if this was the Champions League if final anything, Brooks, if and, anything, he, and this I, happened, people would have had more of a problem with it. To deny that matchup, that... That uh, I don't think it's about denying the matchup. Buffon was in the wrong here. And I I personally feel there's more controversy about the penalty decision than the red card. I think that... Oh, I disagree. I mean, I I think that was a clear-cut penalty. In the book, in the book, two hands, a shove, it's a penalty. But, you know, it went down pretty softly. But it was a shove and a high boot, and he was coming from behind him. It it was was a mess. Watch a corner kick. Watch a corner kick and see how many people get shoved and high boots in every corner kick. Yeah, I don't know. That's I think that's a little that's bit. That's I think that's a situation where you this, can express nuance. This was nuance. a clear denial of a shot. He was clearly denying a a chance, a scoring, a golden scoring chance. Mm. Well, I think it's clear that you know we we're not going to agree on this, Brooks. We'll just have to you know have a resolution here that I'm correct. Well, I think what's clear is that you clearly have a trash can for a heart. So. <laughs> With can, that decided... Can it at least uh, be like a recycling trash can so it's got goodwill? In a it? recycling bin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I separated my papers and plastics in my heart, at least. Oh. No fish bones GG, in I here. love you. <laughs> Fox Sports has teamed up with 23andMe, a company that totally isn't gathering people's DNA to build a powerful clone army, for the Root for Your Roots campaign, urging U.S. fans to take a genetic test in order to find a team to support at the 2018 World Cup in the absence of their first choice. But that might not be the answer for everyone. Dutch and Italian, I guess I'm really not meant to watch the World Cup. Think again. As a follow-up to the Root for Your Roots campaign, Fox Sports proudly presents the Pick Your Roots campaign, where U.S. fans can just pick whatever World Cup qualifying nation they want to support for whatever reason they like. Wow, I'm Brazilian now. Go Pele! That's right, you two can pick whichever country you want, just so long as you agree to watch as much of the World Cup as humanly possible. Please, we're begging you. Seriously, we paid a fuck ton of money for this thing, and Bruce Arena really screwed us over. So pick your roots. Do it! Or so help us, we will pick them for you. Okay, dry off your hands. Let's do some throw-ins. Get a clean grip. And grip it and rip it, Ryan. Grip it and rip it. That's what she said. Grip no, it. No. no, I don't think so. By the way, what's your throw-on technique? I always, even if the ball's pretty dry, I always do, like, by instinct, rub the ball on the shirt. Bring the shirt up a little you, bit. So yeah, you do the ball showing. on the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Dry yeah. off. Yeah. It's like a reflex action. And then you I go, to. right, I'm going to Rory Delap this. And it ends up sort of slightly slipping out of my hands and going about six foot in front of me in a big moon arc. It's embarrassing. I always try for the flip throw in and I knock myself unconscious and then uh, just do a normal throw in after I wake up. Oh, and then when you wake up, GD Buffon's been sent off. Yeah, it's all, the, the match is over. Everybody's going home. It's dark out. <laughs> yeah. It's, I should stop doing that. Anywho. But uh, let's do some throw ins here. Uh, I will I will take the first one, and I promise I won't try and knock myself out here. Uh, Harry Kane got himself in a bit of a tizzy 
over a uh, a goal that I will argue he did not score, but he is arguing he did score. He swears on his child that he scored this goal. Yeah. And it went to review. He was awarded credit for it. And uh, Mo Salah, among others, are not terribly pleased. Ryan, what is your take on this on this situation? Okay, before I give my take, I'll ask you a question. Do you think if he hadn't have brought his kid into it, there would be any debate about this? Yeah, because the fact that they were arguing for giving him credit for this goal instead of Christian Eriksen was bizarre just in the first place because it's clear that he wants this goal just for the sake of his uh golden boot chase yeah um so it's 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 clear it's just it's he's trying to pad his stats for for his own personal gain and i think people would have a problem with that no matter what yeah i i agree and my my problem is it is that he a bringing the kid into it i just think was a bit of a, a dick move and b even if it took the slightest touch of your shoulder or a couple of blades of your hair, did you really earn that goal? Is it you? Exactly. Is the would it have gone in anyway? I mean, can you can you legitimately sit back when you've sat back after that game and say, yeah, I really earned that goal that slightly whisked past my hairline? <laughs> I, I just think it's it's terribly petty, and I know you know these these awards are important to him. He's a bit behind Mo Salah in the uh in the top scorer list so he needs to make up ground if he wants to retain it but come on dude not buying it I, i'm not i i lost a little bit of a i i, I pulled a gg before here i lost a little bit of respect for him as well <laughs> well so he's obviously taking a beating on social media with this people he's become a meme with with this uh this campaign of his and people are making fun of him left and right yeah and i've heard uh i i just saw before we started recording here that uh, Pochettino has said that Harry Kane has been very hurt by the response, by all the jokes and the, the insults about his, uh, his attempt to get credit for this goal. So uh, t- to, one, make this, make this case for himself, and then, two, uh, be hurt by people laughing at this ridiculous case, uh, that's a double whammy. Yeah, but the, the one positive that's come from this situation, Brooks, it has given me a good idea for a movie script. Um, it's going to be like <laughs> a slightly that? like a sliding door situation. It's about Harry Kane's kid, Harry Kane's daughter, when she grows up. In one scenario, Harry Kane didn't swear on his daughter's life that he scored the goal, <laughs> and she grows up healthy, happy, has a wonderful uh, career, and so on. Uh, in the other one, she just keeps having the worst rotten luck, and it's all because <laughs> her dad cursed her by claiming he scored <laughs> at Stoke when he didn't. And it's like a little sliding doors thing, you know, a bit of Gwyneth. We'll get Gwyneth involved. She can executive produce this one. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm already halfway through in my head. Has anybody asked what Erickson feels, uh, what his position is on all this? Is he trying to give this to Harry Kane, or is he saying, "No, I want credit for that goal, please"? If I was in that, if I was in that locker room with those players, it would be the first thing I was doing, ribbing him. <laughs> surely, surely you want to bring that up and you know air that stuff. And Deli Ali, we know he's a he's a shit house. He'd probably start bringing it up, won't he? <laughs> Well, he has his own uh, his own things going on. He does, <laughs> but uh, to say the least. But I think the winner of this whole situation. I don't know if you saw Alex Morgan's tweet uh, about um, <laughs> about the Champions League uh, during the Real Madrid uh, Juve second leg when Juve came back and they completed their uh, they scored their equalizer. Uh, she tweeted how um, they wiped out uh, Harry Kane's. Wonderful overhead kick from the first leg. Mm. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, know. that was. I think I saw that 
around 400,000 times from different people and slightly different goals. Yeah. Like Mar- Mar- <laughs> he was doing the Maradona Hand of God, the one I saw most recently. Yeah, yeah. okay. I get it, Still, I get I, it. I enjoyed Alex Morgan taking part in that, so sure. well done, Alex. Well done, everybody involved in this apart from Harry Kane. What's next on Thrones? Brooks, can we move on to on, on our uh, running order here? You've written down the exaggeration of Barcelona and Man City's problems. Pray tell what you mean. Yeah, so I feel like uh, this is kind of two slightly different uh, shades of uh, a similar trend I'm noticing. Um, I feel like, you know, these are two clubs that are in first place in their domestic leagues by a fairly wide margin. They've just yep. steamrolled through this through this season. And uh, only recently have they hit uh, speed bumps in the Champions League in the form of elimination there. And I feel like people are lining up to condemn them, to say, oh, the season uh, is ruined now because they they've been eliminated in the champions league and they're they've been exposed as frauds and uh, for barcelona this is proof that they've been on the decline for for years now and it's it's all you know this epic uh crisis and it's it's all gone wrong it's all awful and for man city they've lost three games in a row and uh, it's just uh, guardiola is a fraud and he's you know this that the other thing slow down (laughs) <laughs> These are still, still two extremely great teams. I feel like in the case of Barcelona, this this calls to mind the uh, the famous uh, Michael Corleone quote from Godfather 2 where he says that Hyman Roth has been dying from the same heart attack for the last 20 years. I feel like we've been hearing these these proclamations of Barcelona's decline for years now, and they still win trophy after trophy. They still dominate domestically, and, uh, you know, they, they're still a great, great team. Yeah. But the, Whenever they slip up in one in one spot, it's proof that they're in crisis and it's all falling apart and they're a mess and they're uh, they got outcoached in in one leg of of one Champions League tie. Yeah, th- th- I th- mean that's all that was. I think this is I, I agree with you on this, Brooks. I think it's indicative of where we are as a society in 2018 and particularly with things like Twitter. I mean, Twitter. It's only full of two things. It's people asking where they can print their PDFs in Florida and, <laughs> and people giving hot takes on sports. And it's just, you know, it's just like a hot take. Oh, look, oh, Man City terrible now. Ha ha, they've lost three games. Blah, 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 blah. Barcelona, oh, they've been on a decline since 20, 2008. Aren't we funny for saying these things and putting a meme next to them and a shrugging emoji, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, we look at Man City, they could break 100 points this season. That's incredible. Theo and I kind of discussed it in, uh, I believe, in, in extra time last week. But, I mean, Ryan, do you feel like this past week, uh, these these results, uh, I think I read somewhere that Guardiola lost more matches in one week span than Mourinho did in, in two years with Real, with uh, Man United. Home games, uh, yeah. Home yeah. Does that does this week invalidate everything that Guardiola has done there? Does, is this just a wash now? Well, I think for, for a start, you can write off the Man United-Man City game because for Man City, that's not an important game. Yes, it's a big local derby, but... It, it was for the anything. fans crying in the stands. Oh, yeah. Clearly, it meant a lot to them. <laughs> yeah, they never saw Sean Gota in League One, did they? With the <laughs> Those are newbies, those crying fans. They, never, they weren't there with well, Liam Gallagher okay, on the terraces day in, day out. I'm kind of glad you said that because it's an aside to this whole conversation. But I do feel like 
the scorn on them for crying there was a bit too much as well. Because I feel like Man, the modern Man City fan gets blamed for being a plastic and, you know, Johnny come lately and they're just along for for the trophies. But then when they show that they really do care and they really do, you know, have a deep love for the club and they're crying after losing in the in the derby, they get assaulted for that, too. They get <laughs> they get, in, you know, uh, they, they can't win. So that's a whole aside. That's that's another topic entirely. But yeah, go on. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> People are people are dicks. Do you that think that this? At? Do you think that this invalidates what what Guardiola has done there? No, no, not at all. I mean, as I say, the season still stands as an incredible season. That Manchester City team is incredible. The one he coached at Barcelona also incredible. You can't but is it still an incredible season if it's just yet another uh, year where Guardiola couldn't get it done in the, in the Champions League? I don't know. How how soon do you expect Guardiola to turn around a club that's never been able to do it in the Champions League? Yes, yeah. they spent a gazillion million pounds. They still can't get into the Champions League. But Rome was not built in a day, Brooksy. And, you know, I think he needs a couple more seasons to really change the culture around at that team. And maybe it could be decades. They're a young team in terms of being a major player. It's like I Paris think PSG are learning that too. Exactly, exactly. PSG are in the same situation there. They have, yeah. they, they're, if anything, a few years behind because they don't have Guardiola. Maybe they will in a few seasons. Who knows? But um, uh, no, I, I don't buy it. I still buy this as being an incredible project. Oh, I used the word project. I hate myself. Oh, that he's got Ryan. going on there. <laughs> Modern I mean, football is seeping got, into your veins. It's it, taking it, hold. It really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> you know, you got Pep you know, getting by and winning the title by April, as they usually do. Man City, you know, could do the same thing. I, I, I think, yeah, as you as you said at the start of this uh, throw-in, cool down, chill out. It's all right. Everything's gonna be fine. So we agree. We actually on, agreed on something on this one. Yeah, we did. Wow. We're just two note, best friends agreeing <laughs> on the topic. On that note, on that dirty tackle moment of synergy, I think that might be the end of regular time. Oh. Call it, uh, call it a, a quick throwing segment. Quick throws. Uh, yeah, we could we could call it that. Sure, you call it what you like. Free country. Thank for you now. for joining us. Thank you to uh, producers El Bobo, Martino, and Bobo. our new producer with my favorite name of all time, Bro Salah. Bro. Producer Bro Salah. Greatest name in the producing we get through, business. Uh, we get through producers like Spinal Tap get through drummers, don't we? We really do. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we just, we grind them down. They, they do. can't take us. Yeah. They really can't. What the people at home don't know is these podcast records are actually about 11 and a half hours each. And they just ship they it down we until just, they get to a lovely 40 going. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a marathon. <laughs> uh, so thank you to both of them. We love you guys. You're the best. Uh, on social media, we are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I am at BrooksDT on Twitter. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, I, am, I am at TheoMessyDT. Come find me. <laughs> Come say hi. You're squatting. You, you've taken over his uh, his handle, and you're, yeah. you're I'm, squatting I'm, on it. I'm moving into his apartment soon. My recycling nice. can heart is going to be uh, beating <laughs> the same as Theo Messi's real soon. <laughs> oh... Uh, join us for extra time. We're going to have, we're talking spleens and socks. Socks and spleens. You don't want to miss that. Uh, just to find out what the hell that means. It's, socks it's and spleens. Big.
exactly. that's a jingle. Yeah, I, I, I promise you, it's relevant to to uh, to football. I promise. So night, tune in to find out. Night, night, regular time listeners. Join us in uh, extra time if you subscribe to patreoncom tackle Give us a little bit of money. Keep the lights on. Thank you. Love you. patreoncom tackle Extra time or next time, we will see you. Bye. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle.